Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, and man, I am pumped about today's topic and guest. We are going to do a, a merchant deep dive. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by Zipify and Zipify pages. If you are on Shopify, you need to check out Zipify pages. It's an easy to use, customizable drag and drop landing page builder. So now you can take your best marketing ideas, things you learn from the podcast, things you learn from Ezra Firestone, and utilize those in drag and drop fashion using Zipify pages. Also check out one-click upsells, visit zipify.com. We're talking to Jared Mitchell, just an awesome guy that I've really enjoyed getting to know over the last several months. And he's the co-founder of skincarebyelena.com. He's also the senior e-commerce analyst for the Neil Patel Group. And so Jared is a really sharp guy. He and his wife have built this amazing business, skincarebyelena.com. Excited to dive into that story. And there's going to be so much that you guys can learn from this. And so with that, Jared, welcome to the show, man. And and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Brad. It's awesome to be here on my very first podcast ever yeah and i feel i feel honored i feel honored that you you accepted my invite to be on my podcast and and you know jared you like you you teach you consult like you're, you're rocking the game i am shocked and you got a killer e-commerce business i'm shocked this is your maiden podcast voyage but i'm excited yeah i've been asked to like speak at some trade shows and stuff before but it just never really seemed like my my jam you know what i mean yeah yep yep yeah right on all right dude well let's let's dive in so i would love to for you to share kind of the background of skincare by Elena. And so if, if you don't mind, you know, talk about how you and your wife started the business and, and explain, you know, why skincare, because we, we, you know, in full disclosure, like we, we work with, with Jared, we help with, with some of the marketing uh, for skincare by Elena. Uh, but why skincare? Cause man, that is a competitive, difficult space and why e-commerce? So why did you guys go down this, this route? Awesome. Yeah. This is like the funniest, most random story ever. And I'll try to keep it brief, but, um, basically out of college, my wife and I met at at college and, uh, we're married shortly after out of college. I kind of had this perception uh, that I was going to do what my dad did in the sense that let's sit behind a desk and (laughs) work for someone. Right. And so I got a job out of school and it was like being in jail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the worst thing ever. Like, and I didn't quite understand what was happening to me, you know? So anyways, um, I bailed. Um, and you know, I, I, I tried to think of what I could do. And basically I've been playing music a long time and I was in a band, believe it or not. And, um, so I decided to focus on that and start a decking business. And Basically, that is where I learned how to build a website on Yahoo Sites. Remember that? Yahoo Sites. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they they might still be around. I I have no idea, you know? Yeah, I don't know. So um, I started this decking business because in in high school, I'd learned the trade. And And, and just just to clarify, Jared, you're saying decking, like like building outdoor decks? Am Am I hearing you correctly? Oh, yeah, dude. Like put on your knee pads, like build an outdoor deck. Nice. You know, that allowed me to play music and surf and all this. And, and so anyways, I built this website and that is when I figured out and learned how to build sites and got started with SEO. All of my leads for the decking business started coming through this website. 
and I figured out link building, some on-site optimization, things like that. So uh, I was doing that, and my knees are hurting really bad. And my <laughs> the, the, my knees, band, the knee pads were not enough. Huh? That was not that was not. No, yeah. no. and so um, oddly enough, my band at the time signed uh, a major record deal to Interscope Records. Um, and the Dude. funniest tweak on that story was the guy who signed us is the same one who broke off and started uh, Beats with Dr. Dre. So, no way. Yeah, very successful dude. And um, kind of what happened is we were signed and the, and the iPod took off. And so any new new band signings kind of got pushed away. Um, and the housing market took its first drop-ish uh, around. Yeah. So the, the leads for decking were just pretty squashed and the music career was happening so so just because just, just i'm just kind of curious are you you uh lead singer you guitar player you drummer oh no i'm just slapping the bass over here yeah dude bass bass is uh sometimes underappreciated but the bass man without the bass the song's totally different right you gotta have the right bass you gotta have the right bass bass right yeah <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> So we've gotten this record label bonus back when you could still get those. <laughs> and I'm looking at my wife like, I don't really have much going on right now. And so she grew up in the beauty industry. Her parents owned uh, salons, spas, and day spas in Northern California. And she said, well, you know, I'm performing facials. I'm leasing this room in this day spa, and I'm selling this product line to my customers. What if you figured out how to build an e-commerce site and tried to sell this product line that I'm retailing online. I said, I don't know, maybe I'll think about it. And so I went down to Costco to go like, uh, you know, buy some hot dogs or whatever you do at Costco, right? Right, right. And like, you know those flyers on the left-hand side? Yep. So one of them was like how to build an e-commerce site. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so I picked it up and I went home and I stayed up almost all night. And the next day we had a makeshift site. I couldn't figure out how to get the shopping cart to work. So <laughs> it was called to order, but we had our website. And what, what did you what did you build it on? What platform did you build it on? It was a company called ValueWeb that was owned by a company called Hostway. And then they turned into Pro Stores and then eBay bought Pro Stores okay. and launched go we migrated away to magento so now we're on magento. got it got it so man stayed up all night by by morning time you're like you're like a little elf uh <laughs> building the christmas toys while the kids sleep and and then you wake up and you got an e-commerce store or, or a call to order store anyway <laughs> so so when did you when did you first kind of know that man we're we're on to something like people people like this people are buying when when did you first start having some successes we didn't have a lot going on after I built the, the website. So we were like, let's take a vacation. So we went up to Oregon to my parents' house. And I, uh, one night I, I thought, eh, why don't I figure out AdWords? So I hopped on and went through the wizard and figured out AdWords and got it all set up around this product line we were, we were offering for call to order. And I, I didn't know how I was going to go because the, you know, the clicks were like 20 or 30 cents and that was really expensive. And you know, I could waste a lot of money and I didn't see anyone else selling this product line online and I had no idea how to look and see if people are concerned. So the next morning we turned on ads and all the calls were directed to our cell phones and 15 minutes later we made our first sale at $125 and customer paid shipping. Wow. And I looked 
in Google, I was paying about 30 cents a click and my cost for that sale was like $3 or $5. Wow. And I looked at my wife and literally as she's on the phone, we're like trying to think of all the things we need to write down to fulfill an order. We're like, hey, we need like a credit, <laughs> we need like a shipping. Yeah. Ad- we had no freaking clue. And yeah. she got on the phone and I remember it was one of those moments where we like threw our hands in the air and we're like, we just made more money in five minutes on that call than we than you do in two hours doing services, right? Wow, that's awesome. So we kind of were like on vacation. We're like, if we can find 10 more lines like this, I don't think I need to worry about where my next gig or where my next deck is going to come from. And 13 years later, we expanded to 300 product lines. So that wow. was kind of the aha moment, yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And and it's so funny, like, yeah, not, not even knowing how do we take an order? How, how do we fulfill this order? But uh, fig- figuring it out as you go. I like that. That's kind of the the story of an entrepreneur. I've heard uh, Tim Ferriss and other people say that, you know, being an entrepreneur is like uh, jumping off a cliff and, and constructing an airplane on the way down. And uh, <laughs> I think I think that's pretty, pretty accurate, at least in, in some ways. So uh, let's kind of let's kind of we're going to hit some rapid fire different topics because I know you guys have done so well. And you've done well in a lot of areas. So you're on, you guys are on Magento now. I know you're also doing uh, quite a bit on Amazon as well. And so, you know, one, one of the, the questions we get asked a lot, you know, and I, I get to speak at some events and, of course, do the podcast and meet a lot of merchants is, you know, how should we be thinking about Amazon? What should we be doing with Amazon? And so do you want to talk a little bit about how you guys approach uh, Amazon are, are usually kind of like Amazon's a friend, Amazon's a foe, Amazon's a frenemy. How, how what does your Amazon strategy and approach look like for skincare by Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone who says Amazon is their friend is like not looking to the long term. you know? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I definitely consider them a frenemy and you've heard it said, and we've all heard it said, like with Amazon, we, we have our stores but we don't own our stores. They can take them away at any time and not give them back. And really you don't have the power to argue with them in a sense. (laughs) And we also don't own our customers. Right. Right. Not (laughs) your relation, not your customer relationship. That's Amazon's. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to say it out loud or admit it, but we all know that eventually they're going to get into manufacturing more and more and more and more probably in-home 3D printing, so on and so forth. So for now, they're our friends. But in the future, I think we might just all be working for them if we don't figure (laughs) out how to make completely unique products and how to keep up with their marketing, right? Yep, yep. I I totally agree. And I I think, you know, Amazon offers so much opportunity right now. You know, they own 52% or thereabouts, depending on the survey you look at, 52% of the product search. So, you know, over half of the product searches begin on Amazon and I'm a Google guy. So, I mean, that, that pains me a little bit to say, but that, that's the way it is. And so tons of opportunities on Amazon. I think those opportunities will, will continue, but yeah, it's just, it's dangerous to have all your eggs in one basket. You never know what they're going to do. You never know if they're coming after your category. So I, I think, I think you're, you're dead on uh, right there. How has your Amazon strategy shifted? Well, first of all, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been on Amazon and how has your Amazon strategy shifted for your company or has it? Sure. Sure. Yeah, it has. Um, we've been on Amazon for five or six years on skincarebylena.com. Now it's, it's consisting of like 50% of our sales. And at first it was like, I remember when we turned it on, it was like one or two sales 
a day, you know, and we are stoked. We're like, oh, wow, we found a new way to get sales. This is going to be great. It probably won't go anywhere, but right, right. who knows? <laughs> and so now it's like I have a full-time person in-house running my Amazon network. And shutdown for us is a huge factor because we are selling so many SKUs and we aren't in control of the manufacturing or Amazon. So now we have another factor that we have to worry about. Recently, we were shut down. We lost a bunch of money because one of our manufacturers decided to send us 700 bad batch sunscreens. And we got Yeah. (laughs) So it is a a gnarly, time-consuming thing. But when you have the right stock at the right price on the right day with the right pricing tool, like you're drinking Mai Tais on the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, So. We also, you know, that's one of the reasons why we started our own product line is um, we wanted to have something that was unique and branded. Um, We have a separate store that we use for our brand and we've been pushing that pretty hard as well. Yeah. And and if you don't mind, talk a little bit about that because, you know, this is one of the things uh, and I was just able to record a, a podcast recently with Andrew Udarian, and we were kind of talking about this topic, you know, what companies are going to survive and thrive as Amazon continues their dominance. And, and we really believe that, you know, uh, companies that, that own their own brand, you've got the strong brand and the strong personality, which your wife does an amazing job, you know, like connecting with her audience and, and you guys have great education and, uh, but also having your own line. I think that's super beneficial. I'm really glad you're doing it. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the kind of the evolution of that? Like when, when did you guys decide to do that? And, and, and any, any, any lessons you've learned along the way of, of uh, branding your own products? Yeah. Do you remember, um, did you ever shop or like buy business cards on like Vista print maybe like 10 yeah, years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I actually did. Yes. Yeah. So they were the first company I remember shopping with. I remember they would do pre-purchase and post-purchase upsell. Right. So it gave me this idea of like, how can I do this? And the technology just was not there yet. So I don't know, it must've been seven or eight years ago. I added uh, an upsell offer to our confirmation page, right? On Magento. And where I'm going with this is we decided if we wanted to upsell someone, we wanted it to be on our own brand. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Brilliant idea. So we came out with a eye cream as a free gift and used it as an upsell on a confirmation page and started using it as a free gift um, offer to our customers. And to our surprise, people started purchasing. And we, we just didn't realize that people follow my wife, you know, like, cause our store is so centered around her and her personality and her name. And so we decided about a year ago, which is probably late, but a year ago to um, start this brand like full force. So over the last year, she's basically been developing the product line, coming out with new products. We're currently redoing the branding. And it's just so crazy, Brett, because we did some reports and we haven't really launched the line yet. And it's currently our fifth largest product line that we sell on our retail sites, skincarebiolanda.com. And it's only been a year. Wow. And, and you really haven't, you haven't pushed it nearly as hard, I'm sure, as you have some of the other brands. And some of the other brands have a following, right? They've, they're, they've been doing marketing on their own or whatever. You know, they, there's kind of built-in customer base. So that, that's impressive to see that kind of, that kind of growth. Yeah, we're really stoked. Um, and another thing that, that I think these companies aren't thinking of um, is, yeah, you're going to have a physical product line, whether it's in skincare, coffee, whatever. But what if you had a digital product? So like we're launching early next year, a digital product 
that teaches estheticians, it's gals like that give facials and do waxing in case you didn't know, how to do what we have done online. So for a few hundred bucks, um, they'll be able to buy into our digital course and take, you know, watch our videos and take our recommendations and set their business and their website up to hopefully do something similar to what we have done. And the reason we're releasing that, obviously we want to make a little money and, and popularize my wife's brand a little bit more. It's going to open up a lot of wholesale opportunities for us to push our product line into these people who buy our course. It's also going to give us a lot more SEO value around our other sites. Um, we're sort of taking the mastermind approach. It's going to be a lot of good related links and content. Dude, that's that's brilliant. I, I love that idea, man. It's got my my marketing wheels turning like crazy. That's uh, yeah, really powerful one because. And obviously your wife is in this crowd, so she knows it, but there's a lot of estheticians out there that are probably wondering, you know, how can I make a few extra bucks? How can I grow this and build this into a real business? Probably they never have any, any training on how to do that. You know, all their schooling and classes were just how to apply product and stuff. So uh, awesome opportunity there, probably a, a really hungry market. And then, yeah, man, love the love those distribution opportunities. So that's, that's fantastic. Um, uh, so any, any idea when that's going to launch or is that still in the works? Well, we wanted to do it fourth quarter of this year, but um, we are in the middle of moving uh, away from a inventory system, you know, to a new one. And that's kind of, you know, gotten in the way. So I think we're going to do, you know, Q1 of next year. Everything's written. All the, the software is built and we just need to like record uh, the videos. And so we're just kind of not trying to stress ourselves out about it. Yep. Yep. Good call. Well, exciting. Uh, excited to hear how that, how that goes. So you talked about this, this upsell and, and using that to launch your product, which is brilliant. That's a great marketing tactic, you know, to do an upsell, uh, which kind of leads to the next question. What, what are, what are, you know, two or three of the conversion boosters you've guys, you guys have imp implemented in, into your store because you guys, uh, been very successful in your business. I know you're thinking about this and you and I are in, in uh, Ezra Firestone's community together. So I get to see some of the questions you're asking and I know you're always thinking about conversions, but what have been two or three of the mo more effective conversion boosters you've implemented uh, lately? Two or three. I might have four if that's okay. Oh yeah. Bonus, bonus time. Okay. I like it. Well, the first, you know, the best convert CRO test we ever did was like seven or eight years ago with Optimizely and we had an agency set it up for us and they were awesome. And it was just the free shipping test for shipping all orders. We traditionally had always offered free shipping on all orders, and I think we were the first in our little vertical to do it. And that's one of the reasons why we blew up so fast. But um, as soon as they added that header to the top of all of our pages, free shipping on all orders, no minimums, our conversion rate went up. Well, fast forward seven, eight years later, increased cost of shipping, competition. I wanted to know how many of my orders were under 25 bucks. And there was a lot of them. And those orders under 25, we really weren't making any money on. So I wanted to run a test on our checkout uh, and cart pages where um, half of our people got the normal free shipping offer. Half the other people got free shipping over $25. Really tricky test to set up because every single page that referenced free shipping on all orders. That one took us a while to set up, but it was the awesomest test ever. Because the twenty five dollars and up ended up winning. Whoa! Therefore, 
I saved like a ton of margin on shipping. And also um, most of those people who are placing the $19 orders, they just ended up buying another product, right? To get free shipping. So it raised my average price. Awesome. That's phenomenal. Uh, Pre-purchase order bump. Uh, that was something Ezra taught me and I, I didn't ever do it on my own, have a dedicated page. And we on skincarebiolina.com that's promoting our own brand and really hesitant to do it, right? Because it interrupts the checkout process. So, you know, we decided to put it up on a test and it not only raised our average order size on our own brand, which is great for margin, right? Um, but it also increased our conversion rate. So that was a big. So, so talk about that. The pre-order purchase bump. What does that? What does that look like? Uh, and and how do you execute that? Sure. Um, if you want to know exactly how it looks like, you can go to skincarebyland.com, add a product cart, and then press the cart button in the upper right hand side of a page, and you'll see ours. Basically, it's a page that you insert generally in between the product detail page and the cart or checkout process. That's like. Uh, you're never going to see this page again. Here's a one-time offer that we have for you. We lay ours out with uh, one master offer and then three sub-offers. And what I do that I've never seen anyone else done that I highly recommend is a large button below all the offers that say, add all of these offers to cart. So they click that button and it raises their average order size by $125. They love it because they're getting everything at like 50% off, you know? And it's all my own products. So my margins. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That is that is a brilliant strategy. I love that page. And yes, you get the you get the other offers. You got like three of them that are kind of laid out and the discounts that are there. And then you can you can buy now the individual ones, or there's the add all offers to cart. That's that's awesome. And so that that's worked really well then, huh? Yeah. You gotta be careful. Like if depending on what vertical you're in, what you're selling, like if you're set up on more of like a direct direct response or impulse buy. You, you want to be really careful with implementing one. I mean, you don't really want to interrupt the checkout process. So I've seen it work for companies that are more like ours. And then I've seen it be a hindrance for some companies who just need to really get people through the checkout. So, but overall it, it's, it's a real smash. Yep. And I think that's an important note when it comes to CRO in general is that I think there's some general things that would probably apply to everybody. You know, if you offer better deals on shipping, that's going to likely work. Uh, but yeah, depending on how people like to purchase your product, it may just be that the, the biggest reason I buy from you is because I can get in, check out and get out of there because I really don't like to think about your product, you know, if it's a commodity or something. But, but yeah, for skincare, you know, this is something they, the, the person may spend more time on and they want to be educated on. They want to see other offers. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's good. That's good. Hey, Brett Curry here. A quick note from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get right back to the episode. So our primary underwriter is OMG Commerce, the company that I'm the co-founder and CEO of. And as many of you know, we are a Google premier partner. And in 2016, we were one of the fastest growing premier partners in the entire world. Very proud of that. And so we build full funnel campaigns for e-commerce companies. So search, shopping, video, display campaigns, we build those out. 
It is now time to get ready for the holidays. And so I've got two free offers for you, a resource and then an offer. And let me talk about the, the resource first. So we just recorded a webinar with our two Google reps. So our two reps flew into our headquarters here in Springfield, Missouri. We recorded a webinar, the ultimate guide to holiday prep. We talk about campaign structure. We talk about smart bidding. We talk about budgets. We talk about feed readiness and a host of other things, some new stuff coming from Google. It's a fantastic webinar. If you'll go to omgcommerce.com forward slash learn, you'll see a link to download that webinar. I suggest you check it out, share it with your team completely free of charge. The other thing is we would love to schedule a strategy session with you. So if you feel like your campaigns are not quite ready for the holidays, we'd love to schedule a strategy session, look at how your full funnel approach is looking right now, provide suggestions, provide feedback, and potential ways we could help. So if you'd like to schedule that strategy session, go to omgcommerce.com, click on Get Started, and there'll be a form there to schedule a strategy session. Love to connect with you. And with that, back to the episode. Recently, we retested our landing page for one of our top product lines. And we re-ran Hotjar, and we redid some exit surveys, right? And what we found was... Um, People, they, they didn't really care about any of the junk we had at the top of the page with regards to branding or banners or this or that. All they really care about is the products and finding the right category of products and the site search. We put up the dinkiest page, non-flashy, just emphasizing those three things, and it's destroying the control. Wow. And the, the funniest thing about that is when we tested the same thing three or four years ago, our current control page won. Mm. So my pep talk is like brands change, audiences change, and people change, right? So don't forget to retest and resurvey and reanalyze those top pages, you know, over a certain amount of time, depending on your vertical. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So you guys used Hotjar to do the kind of the heat mapping and then a, and then a survey as well, or you just did the survey? Uh yeah, in general, we do exit surveys with Qualaroo and then we use Hotjar, but, you know, there's like Crazy Egg. I think Hotjar even does exit surveys now. It's all kind of meshing together. As far as what we use, I just say whatever you're comfortable with. Um, was that what you were wanting to know? Yeah, yeah. I was just curious about, you know, what tools you use there. And then that's really interesting. So the the simplistic page that was not converting a few years ago, that's by far the winner today. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, site search is something that e-com owners, I think, overlook a ton. A ton, a ton, a ton. Whether you're a brand or more of a marketplace site, retail site like mine, um, making sure you're hooked up in analytics, making sure you put your dynamic on-site recommendations on every single site search results page, even the incomplete pages, is a huge victory for you. Um, anytime anyone uses your site search, the chances of them converting are double of your regular users. So you really want to make sure that all the searches are complete and it's going to show you how to um, sort of what products you're missing that you either need to create or need to bring on to sell because people will search for them and you will not have them. And then that is all right there in Google Analytics, right? Yeah, that, that is something we see a lot too, that people don't mind that data enough. You know, that that is tremendous customer feedback that's not opinion data. You know, I, I love doing surveys and, and I'm, I'm excited to hear that you're doing surveys and, and getting actionable data from it that's leading to, to changes that, that's working. 
Uh, but sometimes you ask questions and people don't really know how to respond or they give you the answer they think you want to hear, you know. But watching site search, like that's seeing measured behavior. I'm, I'm seeing what someone's typing in. I'm seeing how many people are typing that in. So, yeah, that, that's great. Have, have you guys used that data then to add product lines or to, to shift your offering at all? You know, basically that is how we, um, I guess, merchandised pinkcarebyelena.com. I figured out how to run those reports early on in the game. And I just saw what products people were searching for. And literally, I look at that list once a month and then reach out to those companies. Wow. And, you know, for you guys who own brands, just seeing what people are searching for that you don't have could be a great sort of R&D tool. Yep. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Okay, cool. So, man, you're in a roll, dude. You got, uh, I think you said you had four CRO tips. Yeah. Was, there, was there another one or did we do four? I, I lost count. Uh, last one is Quiz Funnel. And quiz Funnel, okay. Yeah, so... Um, this is kind of crazy, but I learned this one from Neil and we started using it on our blog. And so if you go to our blog, it's just uh, gearbyland.com forward slash blog. You click on one of the articles at the top, you'll see, you know, we have some sort of survey up, um, not survey, but quiz. you know, are you taking the right steps for your skincare? We're testing some variations, so I'm not sure what you'll see. Um, anyways, we are finding that the people that take and complete these quiz funnels um, are like our best customers, right? And the best thing about a quiz funnel is like to get their answers, generally they have to give you their email address. So this person has answered, answered four or five questions. They're there reading on your blog. They've been willing to answer in to enter your email. They're way more likely to enter your email than any other pop-up you're going to offer them really. And those people, when we tied them in, to our customer base, we realized that they were like our best new customers. So we're testing right now, putting it on our um, e-commerce site, not just on our blogs. And so far it's performing really well, but what people don't think to do, those quiz funnel, um, I guess, customers, you'd call them. We created a lookalike audience for most people on Facebook and it was psychotic. Wow. So, <laughs> so that's one really cool conversion strategy we've been using. Man, that's phenomenal. So so what kind of, like, what, what is this? And they obviously go to the blog and check it out. But what, what kind of quiz questions are you asking? What, is, what does that look like? So the technology we use is called Lead Quizzes. And I would love to answer your question. I've never even gone through it. I don't even know. <laughs> right on. Right on. My yeah. girls did it. And so I guess everyone just, you know, if you want to have better skin or whatever it's asking you, go ahead and, and just copy check it what out. It Check it out. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. Okay. That's, that's phenomenal. Well, cool. So, man, yeah. that, that is some good stuff, some good conversion rate stuff. I appreciate you being so open and sharing that. That's, that's phenomenal. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the traffic side of the equation. So what are some of the traffic sources you're most excited about right now? I know you mentioned some lookalike audiences on Facebook, so I'm sure that's part of it. But what are, what are you excited about on the, on the traffic side? Well, I, I, first of all, you, you got to start with the honorable, honorable mention, and that would be Amazon, yeah. the biggest chain. Yeah. And the funniest thing is no one – I just feel like whenever I consult clients, some of them are against Amazon, surprisingly, and – I, I try to convince them, like, if you're on Amazon, people are going to search for your brand off of Amazon. Yes, right? for sure. It is a traffic source and a huge traffic source because we all know if we're doing well on Amazon, Amazon controls 50% of the search. So you're actually missing out on branded organic search 
if you're not on Amazon. Yep. That's been a huge traffic source for us. And one of the ways we've grown our SEO, Google still and currently really loves branded search. And it has to be consistent and over a course of two or three months, but we've seen a huge increase in organic traffic because we're doing better on Amazon. So explain, explain that just a little bit, Jared. So, so because you're doing well on Amazon, you're getting more traffic to skincare by Elena.com or, or what do you mean? Or your, or your Amazon listings are, are rising in the uh, organic Google rankings. Explain that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, both are true, but generally what happens is people are searching for our um, brand or product line on Amazon. Okay, so they'll search for skincare by Elena to try to find our store, something like that, or Elena Mitchell to try to find our products. Um, Or they will be searching online for something else and come across our listings and they'll go to Google because they want to know who Elena Mitchell is or skincare by Elena is. The latter is where you really get a bang for your buck because Google starts seeing an increased search volume around your branded term. Got it. researchers clicking on your website. Obviously, the more of those signals that Google is seeing, the more juice and more priority they're going to give your site. Therefore, it's a quick win. And it's free in the sense that with Amazon, people are so bummed because you got to pay 15% and cost of ads or something, you know, if you want to advertise. But ultimately, you're paying that much for ads, you know, getting people to your site anyway. So I consider it like free traffic right? Yeah. Yeah. That's tremendous. Okay. So honorable mention goes to Amazon. I'm with you. What's next? Our three have not changed for the last probably eight years. And so organic email marketing and paid are three biggest sources of traffic. Um, Organic has grown for us, I think double over the last year. And it's just because um, of all the content marketing we've been pushing and a lot of our articles have been doing really good. Um, so we've been spending a lot of time. Our goal is to be releasing three pieces of content a week, each at over 2,200 words. And when we promote them, in general, we're, we're doing quite a big boost on Facebook, but also we're announcing the articles via push notification. Nice. And via uh, Facebook Messenger through ManyChat, Instagram, et cetera, right? So... That's really helped organic over the last year. Email marketing, we're only doing about 10% of our total traffic right now in email. And I'd like to be up towards 30. So we've been working like crazy, setting up a bunch of new campaigns. Um, and paid, we just hired this awesome paid search agency. Tell me more. Tell me more about the city. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, bringing you guys on, one of, the, one of the deals was we want to put more of an emphasis on our shopping feed and you and it's like the YouTube ninja. So, um, you know, we're excited to see the changes that brings us as well. So yeah, that's kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. We're working some new Google shopping twists and turns, and then also some YouTube stuff for you, which I'm really excited about that. Um, so I want to go back to the content for just a minute. Um, so you're writing these 2200 word articles. How are you guys picking those? Are you, are you guys just trying to like listen to customers and figure out what people are talking about? Or is it is it keyword research driven, or or how are you creating this content? We look at our site search reports and see what people are searching for in our store that they're not able to find. That's one way. Uh, we use tools like BuzzSumo, Google Trends, 
and some other scraping tools that um, scrape forums, um, popular forums for beauty questions and answers to see kind of what's trending. Um, like Quora and things like, you know, Yahoo questions, things like that. And then we also just have a bunch of girls in, you know, in staff here that follow a bunch of blogs and follow trends. And we kind of have this like fun marketing meeting once a month and we call it the trends meeting. And we take all this research and we have this kind of like TMZ style meetup where everyone's got their computers in front of them and making jokes and making fun of them. That's awesome. And, That's awesome. You know, we kind of use this creative energy to write, literally write up our ideas on a whiteboard, come up with like 20. Then my wife comes in and really says, you know, these 10 we should focus on. That's, that's amazing. I love that. It sounds, sounds really fun. And, you know, I, I talk about this with a lot of guests, the content marketing piece, because it can be intimidating. It, it can be a real chore. So you kind of need to have a process. Sounds like you've got a team behind it as well, which, which is awesome. So, um, cool. And then, and then what about, uh, Facebook? How, how is Facebook going? And, and you mentioned mini chat. I've heard several people talk about that. I know Ezra uses it. The guys at digital marketer use it as well, but, uh, any, any thoughts on that? And are you using mini chat for things outside of content marketing? Yeah. Um, our primary motivation for getting mini chat up and running would be to promote sales, but you know, if we're doing that all the time over all of our platforms, we're not really building much of an emotional connection with our audience. So we kind of inject the articles here and there to do that. If you want to learn more about um, ManyChat and Facebook Messenger, I would say you absolutely need to go and follow Ezra, Ezra Firestone. So yeah. guy's like the ninja right now. And he'll tell you full disclosure. I think he, had, he does have some vested interest in ManyChat. But that's not really the point. Right. He's going to teach you how to set up all the right funnels and whether you're going for sales or blog traffic, and he can help you build that mini chat list and help you build your email list and build your sales through Facebook messenger. A lot of people like go shopping at the store. I'm going to buy ketchup completely different than how Brett Curry would. Okay. It's in the same way that we need to develop different touch points for our customers because they have different shopping habits some of them will respond to facebook and, and i don't buy i don't buy ketchup by the way i'm more of a hot sauce <laughs> kind of guy so no, no no ketchup for me you can keep it but anyway that's beside the point point. i'm literally um starting out a bottle of papatio that i had with a yeah that away that a boy I'll have, to, I'll have to introduce you to my favorite hot sauce uh, uh -oh. marie marie sharps you ever had it you can get it on amazon now so it's a product of belize Marie Sharps, I'll hook, I'll hook you up. It's amazing. Marie Sharps, okay. I'm going to trade you a bottle of hot sauce that will blow your mind. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's called, it's, called, it's called SoCal Hot Sauce. It's unbelievable. Okay. okay so I'm, gonna, I'm, writing, I'm like writing a note right now. It used to be called TJ's SoCal Hot Sauce for bread. All right. This, this is, is awesome. Gonna be so, hey, this is fun. We had a little, riff, a little riff on hot sauce. But anyway, back back to, yes, we, we, do, we will shop. We will buy differently for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so let's hit people in different ways, right? So some people are going to respond to your email. Some people hate email, and they're going to respond to a push notification. They're going to be spending all their time on Facebook or Instagram. So, you know, I think multi-channel targeting is, is really important. And Facebook uh, Messenger and push notifications are a couple really innovative ways that you can easily take advantage of those right now that a lot of businesses are not. And then the rumor is that Apple has either already or is opening their API soon. And then it's going to get bonkers. 
Yeah, that's going to be really, really interesting for sure. So, well, Jared, we're, we're, we're kind of running out of time. This has been phenomenal. I know as people are listening in, they're thinking, man, this guy, first of all, this guy knows his stuff. Secondly, he's testing and trying everything. And so it's no wonder you guys have done so well. Um, you're also the senior e-commerce analyst for Neil Patel. Talked about that kind of in, in your intro, which I know most people listening will know of Neil Patel. He's like this mad scientist marketing guy that, that, that you know, a lot, a lot of people know and, and really, really brilliant. Um, so can you share just a few takeaways? Like as, as you've been consulting now with lots of e-commerce companies, what, what do you feel like are some of the, the keys that separate the successful from the unsuccessful companies that you've worked with? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, okay. First, I'd say the leadership. Like, dude, have you ever tried to manage a millennial, Brett? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Got several on the team. Yeah. I'm not sure if they listen to the podcast. So I'm only going to say nice things. Uh, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding. Our, our team actually, we got, a, we got an awesome team. But anyway, go ahead. Technically, I'm a millennial. So it's just kind oh, of a head dude, trip. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Leadership is just like I've seen. I worked with multi multi million dollar companies, and the leader is kind of a kook. Like the company's not going anywhere, you know. Right. So that's like when I'm evaluating if we should work with a company or not. Because thankfully we have that privilege. First, we get on the phone with who's in charge and who we're going to be talking to. You can tell right away. Yep. Yep. You know. So I start there, and then second of all, you see so many people um, come through the funnel that are not passionate about what they do. So, you know, there's a lot of thought leaders out there right now that sell you products of how you can make, you know, $10 million in two months on Amazon or whatever. And people get pushed into these things almost like it's an MLM and they start coming out with these products they have zero vested interest or passion about. Right. Just to get, just to get rich quick ploy really, or, or get rich quick play, not, not, Something based on passion or need or, or, or desire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, why are you selling helmets? You, you have no passion for, for helmets. You don't even ride a motorcycle, you know, sort right, of thing. Right, right. What are you, you don't even wear a helmet when you ride a bike, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and so like, that's the other thing is like, we really look at the story and the passion for what's actually going on because without those three things, you just can't scale, man. Like, if you don't have some uniqueness there, some really cool story and some really actual genuine passion behind the product, I just feel like it's kind of a lost cause. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So going back, it all goes back to leadership, man, getting the right people leading the team. And I think maybe even being aware, like if you are not the one to lead in certain ways, bring on the right person to lead. Um, and then, and then, yeah, do you have some passion there? Absolutely. I love that. Any, any, any other takeaways either in, on what separates successful from unsuccessful or, or just anything unique or interesting you've kind of picked up uh, here lately from that consulting gig? Jeez, oh, man. That's a tough question, but I know what's fascinating. And I get to do this too with the, with the podcast or just with clients, you know, getting, getting to talk to and see a diverse group of business owners. It's just, it's just always, it's always interesting. It always reminds me there's so many ways to be successful and there's so many niches and areas out there where you can make money. And it's just always, uh, it's always interesting to see, but. Yeah. I think the last thing I'd close, like kind of promote is like when people are positioning and coming off products, like customers can tell pretty quick if you're just looking for a one-off purchase or not. Yep. And yep. so, the other thing I like encourage people to do is like, it's okay if you only have one or two products and you kind of want to do a company that way, but like don't invest your time 
or money in a product <laughs> that's kind of like a one-off. Like let's let's yeah. make like let's invest in a product line that's long term. Build a business, a real business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Jared, man, this has been phenomenal. We we've we've talked conversions, we talked traffic, we talked about overall success in business, we talked about hot sauce. Uh, so this has been this has been a win, man. This has been fun. Uh, for those that want to check out what you're doing, obviously they need to go to skincarebyelena.com. Other sites they should check out, or can they check check out on social media? How can they connect with Jared? Yeah, I think just friend me on Facebook. Just search for Jared Mitchell. I think there's only like four of us on Facebook. And I'm the one that looks like a convict, so you'll find me pretty. <laughs> Your picture does is does look like a mugshot, yeah, which is which yeah, is awesome. yeah. And um, my business card website, I'd say, is beefysite.com. And you know, maybe just get in touch with me that way. But I'm not like set up for you know, <laughs> like come follow me, guys. So sure, sure. Just friend me and message me, and and like you know, let's hang out and talk. <laughs> That's perfect, man. Well, hey, for your Maiden Voyager, even if you were a podcast veteran, you crushed it, man. That was really good. I, pr- I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I hope I did well. I, <laughs> I like, I don't really know what to do or say. So hopefully, you know, I was helpful and kind of followed the format and didn't talk too much. Yep. No, no it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. So uh, thanks again, Jared. And as always, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you spending your time with this podcast. And uh, please let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Give us suggestions for topics. Uh, Also, as always, leave us a review on iTunes if you feel so compelled. And with that, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.